Welcome to Don't Listen to Us. My name is Sean King. And I'm Melissa King. How you doing? Good. It's Sunday. It's a beautiful it's Sunday a beautiful morning. beautiful Sunday morning. And yet we're going to be here doing this for you guys. <laughs> this is really interesting, and I hope people find it interesting as well, and for the, for the right reasons. Yesterday morning, we are doing what Melissa and I loved, or at least I don't know about her, she can speak for herself, love to do, lying in bed before we have to get up and, 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 and start our lives and do what we got to do, just talking. And you said you wanted to post, you, you said something along the lines of, I wish I could post this photo. I said, which photo? And you showed me the photo. And it's this wonderful, silly, funny, sexy photo of you. And tell the audience the story of the photo. When, where, how, why? Oh, um, it was January in Vancouver, and we were staying. Where were we staying? Some beautiful place. Fancy, down, dancy some hotel. Some fancy, dancy place downtown. And um, I went into the washroom, and I was sitting on the toilet. And when you close the door, there was this big full-length mirror. I and hate I, those. Yeah, and I went, oh, and sort of looked at myself in the mirror. And uh, I guess at that time, I was 53. Yes. So I kind of looked at myself and thought it was funny and I thought I would take a selfie and um, just share it with Sean, just yes. a silly picture on the toilet. Yes. So it's nothing, it's tasteful, it's just silly. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, and then you, you made up a little poem. What's the poem? What's oh, the poem? it's silly. It is silly. Oh, the what was the poem? I opened the door on 54. Uh, uh, thought I thought hot. I looked hot, so I took a shot. <laughs> And so we posted it mm -hmm. on my Instagram. If you haven't seen the photo, you got to follow me on Instagram. If you don't know how to follow me on Instagram, <laughs> I'm not telling you now, so you can look at nude pictures of my wife. Oh, no, no. But the bigger picture of it is first of all, you look fantastic in the photo. You really do. It's, it's, you've got it's a fantastic silly. body for a woman half your age, as the, as the saying goes. But you were worried about, and, Kind of rightfully so. You don't want to put it on your Instagram because you were you were worried that folks from your job would see the photo. Well, yes, yeah, mm -hmm. and that while that's an understandable worry, why should we be worried about that stuff nowadays? It's 2018. There was it's it's a a it's. I can't say it's a tasteful photo from the point of view you're sitting oh. on the toilet, you oh, know. I'm so it's a silly. Toilet. I'm doing a pee. Exactly. I'm not doing anything else? Just, <laughs> a pee. just a number one. But it's it's. It's a shame that still we get all bent out of shape about this kind of stuff. We get all worked up over something, and don't hopefully no one takes us the wrong way. I'm doing air quotes. Something as simple as a woman's body. Oh. It's her body. It's her image. It's not like this is an exploitive picture that someone else took of you. It's not a picture of you when you were 20 years old posing for Playboy and being taken advantage of because you're a child kind of thing. None of that stuff. This is a shot of you celebrating who you are in a funny, silly kind of way. And yet we still have to be worried about how other people perceive that. Oh, I think it's because of my age. It's not I, – I don't know if you – and they're beautiful, these other young women. Like I think of, of particularly a friend of a young friend of my son's who, oh, no, no, like the nude photographs or extremely <clears throat> provocative photographs of nude girls mm. on Instagram is nothing new. It's not about oh, no, that. No. They're, it's, they're it's, doing it constantly. Yes, it's not new. But what I'm saying is you were worried about the judgment others would pass upon you from this image. Well, 
No, you know, I surprised myself because when I was uh, didn't feel so brave after Mm. it had been posted, and I started to think about, (laughs) and I I forgot that it was on yours. Because then I go, oh my god, you know that teacher from somewhere follows me on Instagram. But I didn't. I just thought, oh well, you know, it's my body, and it's just a body, and it's a body succumbing to gravity. I mean, it's it's happening. Oh, you're fighting gravity, baby. Yeah, it's true. And so when I thought about other people even my son my son my oldest son will see my youngest son will see it (laughs) but i know that my oldest son is proud of me sure so actually all my and my younger son is too so no you know what i've i don't feel i don't feel overly nervous about it i felt and i i feel a little bit like ooh, just that little bit uncomfortable like should have i have done that But otherwise, I'm okay. The other reason why you wanted to do it was that you've been thinking about wanting to do something along these lines for your yoga for a while. Mm. Because you said you wanted to do, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a yoga series showing how, um, uh, because what you say, you see all these, you call them yoginis. Yoginis, these young, beautiful, well-built women doing nude yoga. Yeah. And you said you wanted something for middle-aged women. Absolutely. Where they can where you can show that that you know you don't have to have a perfect tight body to do yoga. Oh my god, no. You can have an older tight body to do yoga. Well, there's beautiful big girls that do Yeah, yoga you're showing now. pictures they of stunning, big girls doing yoga. Beautiful yeah. girls, yeah. women. But um for me, I'm not I'm not trying to keep my ego in check here. Uh, I know I've inspired some young women Good. here on younger women yeah. here on the coast who have said you're my inspiration, Melissa. Like I hope I look like you when I'm your age. Yeah. And that's that's something where I think, well, I want to inspire. And what's the wrong what's wrong with inspiring exactly. young women to go make sure you keep yourself yeah. You know, make sure you honor your body mm-hmm. and keep it as whatever it may be, as fit and as healthy and as however you feel comfortable. Now that being the case, how much of your body now, as it as it is in that picture, <laughs> as it, as it is in real life, mm-hmm. how much of your body do you attribute to genetics? Because your mother was a small, beautiful woman, mm-hmm. and how much of it do you attribute to yoga? Because that's yoga is amazingly the only exercise you do. You don't go to the gym. You don't run. No. You don't do any that kind of stuff. The only thing you do is yoga. So Just you get, yoga. Did you get that body from yoga, or is that body from genetics, and then it's toned through yoga? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. My <sighs> mom, my mom had a be- had had a beautiful body. I think it's from uh, my, my mum, but yeah. no, it's a. I mean, I've been doing yoga for a very long mm-hmm. time, so I attribute it. To yoga, certainly your strength comes from yoga. My strength, and plus my feeling of um, stability, and 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 that I honor my body whenever mm. I go in or whenever I do a practice, I honor my body. And it's had two babies, and it's breastfed two babies, and been through a lot, yeah. and still growing pretty strong. It's it's. I mean, you are surprisingly strong for a petite little woman. You and I love having little yeah, wrestling matches on, the, <laughs> on, on 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 the bed. And I will be the first. This is the first time she's heard this, folks. There are many times where I'm going, "Damn, <laughs> I had to work a little harder to get her off the oh bed." Oh my god! I, she, you are very very strong. I, oh. I do have to be careful that I don't hurt myself trying to push against your strength because you are very very strong. He got me off the bed with his head the other day. <laughs> 
His head, people. That was Basically, all. I was just using a bowl technique. Yeah, just, he was just headbutting head me off the, you bed. off the bed. But no, you you were very, very strong. Well, and I loved like my, my beautiful friend, Sarah. I love what she put. I think it was something like, you know, it, you know, that's just, it was a lovely comment about she thinks that the nude body should be something that's more accepted or whatever. Yes, oh, absolutely. I absolutely. It's, it's, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this was because it's such a shame that uh, especially women's bodies have become so sexualized and, and don't get me wrong. I think women's bodies are sexy, but they're so, and we're taught, we've talked about this before in, especially in Western society, how your naked body is dirty and should be hidden mm-hmm. and, and you should be ashamed of it. Don't mm-hmm. show it off. Now there's a difference and maybe it's, maybe this is why there's a that fine line between showing it off and being, air quotes again, trampy or slutty or whatever definition yeah. we use. Yeah. And even that's not, that's still, you know, oh. it's hard to, but but I think it's one of the ways that we keep women down is by making them ashamed of their bodies. Of, of, I of, agree. Of uh, uh, enjoying of sexual, their, of enjoying their own sexuality. Yes, yes. I mean, I look at some of these younger women that I that that know my son Damon, and they're very sexual on their Instagram. Yeah. But I look at it, and I don't want. I want to think, way to go! They're strong. Sure, yeah. They're proud of it. Yeah. They're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Um, this shot that I did, though, I, I guess in another slant, you know, I don't have my ass sticking in the air. I'm not being provocative yeah. at all. Yeah. It's just. It's just silly. It, c- it can't be sexualized at all. I mean, I'm on the toilet. Well, some people could. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for some people. <laughs> some my... of you perverts out there could do that. Yeah. But is, is that – so does that make it more acceptable or should we accept the way women portray their bodies the way that women portray their bodies? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Any way they want to portray exactly. their body. And so therefore, if they're doing it for themselves or for other people – then we should accept the way they want to portray it. I, I think it'd be different if it's a Playboy kind of kind of photography. That's different. That's how men portray this oh, woman. True. Yes. I that's think their how job. how a woman portrays herself on mm. Instagram. She's taking her own photos. You know what I'm saying? I do. But my only concern about it is, and and I've had to keep my own ego in check because I'm thinking, oh, what's people saying about my picture? You know, you you, you tend to yeah. think, oh, yeah. is somebody going to be critical? Yeah. And how am I going to handle that? As long as they're doing it. Not to titillate their egos mm. and become addicted to that ego addicted, and, yeah, and yeah, addicted yeah. to that, the sexual comments yeah. and oh, you're beautiful yeah. and all that. It shouldn't be for that. It should yeah. be for a different reason. Although, if it is for that for you, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Um, for me? No, no. Oh, it's for, not like that for me. Oh, for anybody. For any if, young girl? If that's girl? why you're, if, yeah, okay, I see what uh, you're saying. If that's why you're doing it, that might be a problem. If yes. you're doing it, in order to reaffirm yourself and your beauty and your body and just feel good because other people are commenting on you and saying you're attractive. Okay. It depends on how far that goes. Exactly. I think you said need. If you need to do this, yeah. then you've got a problem. Then you've got a problem. Like I would love to do a, a nude shoot as an older woman, uh, you know, in different ways and in the forest, very tastefully. <sighs> um, some yoga poses for sure yep. would look interesting naked um, in the forest, of course, always would look be- in different ways. Sure. I think it would be fun. Yep. But I wouldn't be doing it in, in a way that, I wouldn't. I would hope that I wouldn't be doing it in a way that I would be then looking and seeking out 
comments mm. and, and, and worried or not worried or, or, or inflated ego over the comments. That's the only thing. Uh, the comments thing is, is interesting. And we're going to move on from this and do another comment, of course, sort of thing. But for me, I wish we could get to the point where if you have a negative comment about something like that, don't say anything. Just, just don't. Just think it to yourself. You know, oh, that's inappropriate, or she shouldn't be doing that. She's too old for that. Anything well, keep like it that. To yourself. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. You know, it's just there's, there's no enough. Need. There's enough it's, negativity in the world nowadays. There there's no yes. need for you to comment and say. And the reason why I said I wanted to bring that up was that we. Um, uh, so I go on the LonelyPlanet.com website. In order to uh, get some information, um, what I was looking for was trying to find out whether, because I, I can buy the Lonely Planet guidebook. I can go to visitlisbon.com and get all the information I want about all the tourist attractions. That's not a problem. What I want to know is, are there people who have either been to Lisbon or live in Lisbon who know of cool little hidden things that I might not mm. know about, that the guide by, guidebooks might not know about, or I may miss in the guidebooks. Mm-hmm. We know about the Geronimus Monastery. We know about the Belém Tower. We know about the Santa Justa uh, Elevator. We know the South George uh, Moorish Castle. We know all those places. Mm-hmm. But is there something down this little side street that you really got to, it's a, it's, a, it's a pottery shop that sells the most beautiful little tiles, tiles in it, mm-hmm. exactly, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I posted on <coughs> alonelyplanet.com. And I put, it's called Photo Tourism in Lisbon. My wife and I are organizing a photo tourism trip to Lisbon in March of 2019. And I put a little description of what we, what we're trying to accomplish. Wouldn't it be great if you could go someplace, have a professional photographer teach you? Wouldn't it be great to come back for vacation and have people actually want to see your vacation photos? Wouldn't it be great to go to a beautiful place and learn not only how to take pictures of that place, but to gain knowledge, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said, we've never been to Lisbon. We know we're going to enjoy it. Does anyone have any secret tips, ideas, or places to make sure I take my group? Through my research, I know all the obvious places and attractions, but I'm looking for more of the hidden parts we can explore. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lonelyplanet.com. It's been around in, forever. In the Portugal section of their website, in their forums, ask that question. Yes. Okay? Yes. Comment. Uh, someone, uh, Clementus, Clementus Furcap, which is a stupid name. Is he from Lonely Planet? I have no idea. Sorry, okay. he's, he's, he's on the same website. He's on the Lonely Planet website. I, I don't know if he works for them or anything, but he's okay. just another I, commenter. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I know. So he quotes my, wouldn't it be great to come back from vacation and have people actually want to see your photos? Yes. He says, sorry, my experience is that life just doesn't work that way. People are either interested in a subject or they aren't, regardless of the craftsmanship with which the photos were taken. Um... I'm certainly not gifting framed copies of my photography despite attending a workshop. It's really only a handful of photographers in the world who can get other people remotely as interested in their work as they are. Uh, okay, dude, but that's not what I asked. No. I didn't ask you to critique my idea. I asked if you had any hidden places in Lisbon you could comment on. If you don't, shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah. I didn't say, hey, does anyone, do you guys think this is a good idea? I said, here's what I'm doing. Can you help Can you me out help with me some out with secret, places? secret places in Lisbon? Well, he held on to that. Bear, Bear That Travel says, I'm with Clements on this one. Even though I've taken shots published in magazines, uh, I tend to leave the DSLR at home, use a point and shoot or digital camera. We visited Lisbon on five occasions and shot never in pre-planned in advance. Do either of us bore people with our travel photos? No. There's only nine photos from travels on shows in the house. The rest are on memory cards. Okay. Fuck the two of you. Started a bit of a thing here. Fuck the two of you. I didn't ask either of you 
for your critique of what I'm saying. I've asked you for tips and tricks. You've been to Lisbon five times. That's fantastic. Yes, like let me know. Are there Tell any... me about Lisbon. Hmm. Don't critique my fucking idea. Hmm. I didn't ask you to. That wasn't the point of the, the thing. People comment. on. I see this on Twitter all the time. I'll post something on Twitter and someone will say something completely unrelated. I just want to hear myself talk. You know, I'm, I'm just using Sean's tweet as a vehicle to hear myself talk. Uh, yes, a springboard for that other subject it's that I want so to talk about. It's so annoying. Oh, so they so haven't I, offered ever any little hints I wrote about back to secret them. places. I wrote back to them, both of them, the same tweet, the same uh, comment. Okay, but that wasn't my question, happy face. was a, I was asking about hidden places in Lisbon I could take people in order to experience Lisbon in a different way. But thanks for your thoughts and uh, the other stuff. Do you have any suggestions about Lisbon? That's me trying to be nice. Because what I wanted to write was, fuck you. I didn't ask for your opinion on whether or not this was a good idea. Mm. And whether you think it's a good idea or not, that's fine. I understand that. But Mm. I've heard from enough people who do think this is a good idea to make it think there's some value in this. You as a professional photographer may not see value in it, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But I know for me personally, when I come back from a trip, because I use social media, I post pictures and people like seeing the pictures. Well, and also you're, you're uh, speaking personally here, and this is specific to what you're talking about. My photography improved as, uh, uh, the little bit that it has because I'm a very novice photographer through you, through just the way that you teach and your uh, very sort of simple ideas about improving photography. And we got back from Australia and... I, not anybody else. I don't. I didn't even care about what other people. I didn't show other people. I loved a couple of the photographs that I had mm, taken. Yeah. A few of them, and I'm very proud of those photographs. And I love looking at them. Mm-hmm. And I love thinking, wow, you know, I I used these particular concepts that Sean reminds me of, and it worked. Yeah. So it wasn't really about sharing it with other people anyways. It was yeah. about my own memory of it. Yeah, creating better memories better of, of the images of my memories. So Plus it's fun. It's fun. and you know, Maybe these guys are pro photographers and are, are old and jaded about saying, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it, it doesn't matter. I believe that there is a group of people out there who think this would be a fun idea. Contacting that group, getting that group to know that we're doing this is the hard part. But I think there there are people out there that really do like photography, don't want to go to six-month classes at Emily Carr. For be this, in it and do it. Be in it and do in it. In the thick of it. They want to go to a cool place and hang out with, with fun people and have a beer and take pictures. And surrounded by history yeah. and, and in a different culture. Yeah. So they just, I suppose it's because they are photographers and they're just very deeply embedded in anything that is suggested along the lines of what you're saying in terms of having to critique it. Anyway. I just do want to say one thing, though, about to women. No. No matter who they are, if you look gorgeous, if not, I'm just, I just want to say the beginning of that Elizabeth Hay saying, just who are you not to shine, right? Yeah. You just do, do whatever it is the heck you want to do and be proud of it. And don't worry about anyone else's comments or whatever. I just Amen. want to say that. Be sh- shine. I, I think I showed you this video. This is another one of those things that's happening so often. I'm not sure if it's happening more. We're noticing it more because of social media. This is all, maybe this has always been happening, or maybe this is the world we're living in now. Have you seen this video, folks, 
of this woman in San Francisco calling the police on an eight-year-old black kid, little girl, hot day, selling water outside of her house, outside of her apartment building. So you either sell, I, there's no, no video of, of the little kid or, or the water. Let's just say she's got a, a, a water jug full of ice and she's selling it to passerbys for a quarter. What, five cents? Whatever. Something like we that. We don't know. And who cares? You just go and do it. She's a beautiful little girl. Who, who freaking cares? Who cares? You know, there's no limit. So it doesn't sweet. matter. It's not iced tea. It doesn't matter. Little yeah. kid is just trying to make a buck. Oh, I think it's lovely. And you get to interact with her. In a video posted to Instagram on Saturday, a white woman in San Francisco was captured apparently calling the police on a non-white girl who's eight years old. The child supposed a crime selling water illegally. The video of the mom is hilarious. This woman, mom catches this this woman on the phone calling the police. The woman goes around the corner or around the yeah. around a, 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 a little low wall, mm. sees mom videotaping her, mm. ducks down mm. to hide mm. behind the wall. Mm. She freaking hides. Mom comes around and goes, I see you, boo. You know, and she stands up and then she gets, the white girl gets brave, takes a step towards the black woman, which you should never do. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> I know this. I was brought up by one. <laughs> exactly. Don't ever take an aggressive step towards the black woman because you'll get knocked out. Steps towards the black woman. You can hear her very clearly on the phone saying, yes, I'd like to report this, this kid, this child selling water illegally. On the street without a permit. That's what she said. Without a permit. Are you shitting me? Well, it's this whole lemonade stand thing, I guess, you know. The woman, Alison Edel, who spoke to Huffington Post later in the day, said that this has no racial component to it and oh. claimed she only pretended to call the police. So you're a double asshole. Oh, I didn't hear that piece of the story before. She was pretending? Really, the bottom line is she won that little black girl gone from there. She didn't want that little black girl. Edel told HuffPost of the incident, which has left her feeling horrible and heart-wrenching. She asked the building security to intervene, but said they could do nothing. Yeah, because they don't fucking care. The cops don't care either. She said um, they were screaming about what they were selling. She said it was literally nonstop, every two seconds. Come and buy my water! It wasn't continuous and it wasn't a soft voice. It was screaming. Edel said she had the windows of her office open. After confronting the girl and her mother, Edel said she was only bluffing when she said she was going to call the cops. Um, I've been putting up with this for hours and I just snapped. Did that make it better? Well, I don't think so. I think you can go out and say, you know what? My office is right there and it would just be much better for me if you could just be a bit quieter. Would you do that for me? She said, the only thing they said. I'll buy some water. Uh, after confronting the girl and her mother. So confronting is the key thing there. If you go out there and say, hey, guys, here's, first of all, here's five bucks. Give me all your water. <laughs> but my office is, 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 sweetie, my office is right there. And you, you guys yelling is a little, you can sell, I don't care if you sell water. It's the yelling. And I could understand that if, if we go by what you said, that had been going on for hours, I don't believe it went on for hours, but it's just like our guy with the chainsaw, you know, that gets annoying after a while. Mm -hmm. So you can, you imagine you're in your office, you're working and there's someone outside yelling, come on my water, come on my water. That would get annoying after it a while. Would. I completely accept that. Yes. The next thing you do is you go outside and go, could you guys mind, you know, maybe. Could you maybe move a little further or, this way or. Build a sign. 
that says, come buy my water, mm-hmm. right? I, I get, or just say it quietly. Sir, someone walking by, sir, would you like to have some water? Yeah. Anything like that. So just ask them to stop the yelling. If they don't stop the yelling, you know what? On this day and this occasion, you put up with it for whatever period of time. When they go away, then you call the city and say, is there something we can do about this to not have them yell like this? You don't have to confront people all the time, especially nowadays, especially for better or worse. If you're a white person, then they're black. Yes, I'm surprised in the political climate down there that she would have gone, I mean, after what happened in Starbucks and things like that. The problem is the political climate emboldens some white folks. Well, I know it is emboldening them. I I get that. But surely she would have known that it was going to get quite a bit of attention if the mother was filming her. She says uh, she's now getting threats online and feels discriminated against. <laughs> oh my gosh, the same thing is happening to her right yeah. now too. It was stupid. I completely regret that I handled that so poorly. It was completely stress-related. I should never have confronted her. Oh, okay. That was a mistake, a complete mistake. Please don't make me sound horrible. Oh. Okay. Well, so, she feels, know. she she can see that she handled it wrongly. Yep. She was having a stressful day. Yep. And now the mother should also step up. And go, okay, you know, thank you for apologizing. I mean, we have to remember that in in these confrontations that happen, you never know what the other person is going through at that time. It could be also their dog might have just died. You have to be gentle with people. And we have to, again, in these stressful times, uh, be a little more lenient. Ask questions. Don't just react violently, confrontationally to everything. Mm. The first words out of your mouth should be, excuse me, would you mind? Mm -hmm. In a very calm voice. Would you mind not doing that thing? Mm -hmm. If you generally, if that person is non-confrontational, if you're non-confrontational with them, they're generally non-confrontational with you. And you work something out. This is supposed to be what we do as human beings. We work things out. Mm -hmm. A little girl wanting to make a couple of bucks selling water in the street corner. Mm Mm-hmm. Understand that, accept that, that in this world, especially when you live in cities, you've got to be more accepting of the people around you. You have to get on with their foibles. We have to accept our neighbor chainsawing. He's less, he's doing it less, but when he, when he does it for a couple of hours, yeah, we get annoyed. Mm -hmm. We don't go over there going, Curtis, turn that fucking thing off. We don't yell at him, right? We don't confront Curtis, mostly because he's got a fucking chainsaw. You know? Four of them, (laughs) Four of them, you know? (laughs) So, so, okay, I get that. Maybe that's why I'm not doing it. We needed his help with our chainsaw, (laughs) our rent a chainsaw. But let's just dial it back, folks. You know, our government officials and our media are all batshit crazy. When it comes to us human beings just dealing with each other face-to-face, one-on-one, let's just dial it back a little bit. Just a little calmer. Just a little less stressed out, all of us. Everybody is very stressed out, I have to say. It's one if you things. want a unstressful story, you got to follow me on Twitter. Or, uh, um, yes, Twitter and, and, and Facebook. And read the story of this mm-hmm. little old man. He looks like a little old man. He does. In uh, Nova Scotia, my home province, who for the past 48 years, 48 years since he was 16 years old, has been going out on a highway overpass and waving at cars. Yes. That is got to be the sweetest little story I've read in a very, very long time. Yes. I love the way the story was written, too. Because at no point does the story give you the sense that maybe he's a little 
slow, mm-hmm. as, as we'd say. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's a little touched, mm-hmm. as we'd say. There's no sense of that. You, you see, look at the picture, and him and his brother live oh, together, yeah. and you, you can make the assumption. Oh, yeah. But yeah. the story never says that. I love the way that story was written because of that. No one quoted in the story. His, his brother, his next door neighbor, say anything like that? Oh, yeah, he's a little slow, so we let him do this. No one says that about this guy. They just say he's a sweet old man. Everyone loves him. He walks from his house on the days that he can. He doesn't not there every day. But when he can, he walks over to his, he walks from his house over the bridge and he waves at cars that go by. And his Washington Capitals jersey or his Boston like, Bruins yes, jersey. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. A hockey jersey. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what a great little story mm. of this. Sometimes he's not feeling as well, so his hands don't go as high. And the other part of the story that I absolutely loved was the idea that um, the people in the area uh, banded together and got the province of Nova Scotia to name the overpass after him. Mm-hmm. Usually it's for famous people or someone who's died, things like that. But there's a great picture of him standing on the overpass at the sign with his name and such. I can't remember. I can't remember the guy's. I can't remember the guy's name. I, I want to. I want to honor him by by mentioning his name. But it's such a wonderful little story that we don't. I don't want good news all the time. I don't need good news twenty four seven kind of stuff. Um, but it's nice to every now and then to read these kinds of little stories. Freddie Wilson. Is his name? You can go to cbc.ca and do a search for Freddie Wilson. I like everything up here. Says the Hansport Nova Scotia icon. There's a great picture of of, of Freddie just, just waving to yeah. semi trucks that go by. And we were we were kids. We used to you know do that honk honk thing for for semi trucks. But this guy, and there's another great picture of him just standing there, just waiting for cars to go by. Mm-hmm. It's Nova Scotia. There's not a lot of traffic. So no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the Trans-Canada or the 404 in Toronto where he's constantly waving. You know, There's lots of times you just be standing there. But it's a very, very sweet little story of this uh, 64-year-old man who, uh, and the big townspeople worry about him. They wonder about it. Oh, where's, where's Freddie yeah, now? where's Freddie today? But there's a picture of Freddie Wilson overpass. I want to go back home to Nova Scotia and get away from Freddie. I think that'd be very sweet. Mm-hmm. Great story. Um, what else was I going to say? There was something you want. Oh, do you remember? You don't remember, do you? You don't write this stuff down. We were going to talk about something. I said something. I said that we went to the big city on yeah. Tuesday. Yes. And I was very excited to go to the big city mm-hmm. because we were going to go to Uncle Tetsu's. Yes. We went to Uncle Tet. For those folks who follow us, you know, when we were in Australia, when we went, spent the weekend in Sydney, Australia, we accidentally, uh, Melissa and I, left the boys back in the hotel room playing their video games. And we went out wandering. And we walked by this restaurant. No, it wasn't a rest- restaurant. It was a takeout place called Uncle Tetsu's. Turns out, we found out later, this is famous. Oh, yeah. place world famous. But way better in a in And the city. store, the, 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 the location was huge. There must have been 40, 50 people running around making it all kinds amazing. of cool stuff. It was great energy. And the, 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 it was 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night around yeah. there. Um, Saturday night, Friday night, uh, great energy. The staff were all having fun. Everyone was running around like crazy. And so they opened up a store here in Vancouver. And we went to the Uncle Tetsu's here in Vancouver, and oh dear God, were we disappointed! <gasps> it was, it was a I, sterile mall, it was which the first I hate. Mall. I don't yes. do malls. I, I, I agree with you on that, but 
I gotta say, it wasn't very good. It was really awful. Even my son, they, even both of my sons, wouldn't they had it? Yeah, had a bit went, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, and the thing is, um, they only they only had two things for sale. It was cheesecake and uh, honey madeleines, and the honey madeleines were okay. They weren't fantastic. I've got to tell you, I, I ate one because I was starving. <laughs> I hadn't eaten and we hadn't I had just had our shake. So, but no, they needed, you needed to embellish them with something and embellish the cheesecake spongy stuff with the something. The cheesecake was just boring. It was so boring. My son, my son Damon, who loves yep. cheesecake, he had some and I went out and said, well, and he went, yeah, no, yeah. I don't like it. it. It's spongy, tasteless. The, um, Rory, the 12-year-old, uh, had a perfect description of it. He said it's like halfway between sponge cake and cheesecake. Yeah. That's so a good description one, of it. Yes, very. But there's no flavor. Give me one or the other. No flavor. You have to put something on yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, there were bits left in the fridge, actually. The boys, uh, my son and his friend ate it up cold. It was nice, very cold out of the fridge just for a snack. But I think they just ate it out of boredom. No, they ate it because they were really hungry. Oh, so, yeah, that's good. Now, when we were in Australia, we had their cheese tart. Oh. 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 Just you had to go be alone oh. to eat it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just going to go be alone and eat my cheese tart. Excuse me. And then come back like a while later. Because that's what I was looking for. Yeah, no. I was looking for, and it turns out that's exactly what it was, because um, that's what we had. I think we had, do we have their angel hat? I don't remember. So it's just a round. No, I don't I remember know. an angel hat. But the, yeah, oh yeah, the cheese tart. Oh. Just, I'd have crawled naked through hot broken oh. glass to get the, that it cheese tart. It was just all too much. Obscene. Well, Sean took pictures of this stuff. It, but we, it doesn't, it doesn't, the yeah. flavor. And you know, just, it's right there on a, on an, a Sydney street, you know, kind of dirty Sydney street. <laughs> pubs everywhere and people everywhere. Oh, yeah, it was, it was packed. just packed. Yeah. And here's this place with open windows to the street. And you go in and it's great atmosphere it was just it was amazing and then so much yeah, this one was very disappointing it really was and like i said because we didn't have the cheesecake when we were in um sydney we had these cheese tarts and something else we cheese tarts and one other thing i don't want to i'd think, have to look back on the pictures because you did take pictures I did, of it yeah. um and so we were like oh yes we're gonna go go to this place and uh-huh. it, I'm, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry. He just was not anywhere near. So not only did he take me to a mall, <laughs> and the awfulest mall ever. I hate malls. I hate them. We had to. I had to be stand in the lineup for ages in the mall. Oh God! <laughs> you hate malls. I hate you malls. Utterly, utterly hate malls. I hate them. Hate them. Why? Oh. Oh, so many reasons. So many reasons. No. See, I like malls. Oh. I like malls. I like malls that are well laid out. And when I say well laid out, it's mostly because I'm lazy. I want just a big square, big rectangles. I walk up one side, walk down the other side. I don't want to go in and up and down and around and all that kind of stuff. So Metro Town kind of pisses me off sometimes. But generally, I like malls because um, there's lots of people watching. Yeah, I like to watch people, but on the street. And then there is, well, here in the street, you know, you can't do that here in Canada for six months out of the year. It's too cold. Everyone's bundled up, you can't see them. But just, and I'm one of those weird guys. I'm such a girl. I don't mind shopping. 
I don't mind going shopping with a woman who needs to try in 15 pairs of shoes. I, I, you I don't and the mind wrong that. girl, honey. I don't mind that stuff. I don't necessarily want to do it, but I don't mind doing it. Mm-hmm. I've always had a theory that men hate shopping because there's no place for men to shop. I've often wondered, is there no place for men to shop because men hate shopping? Or is it men hate shopping because there's no place for men to shop? Because when a man goes into a mall here in Canada, there's two stores. There's Tip Top Tailors and there's a, shoe, a men's shoe store. That's it. Mm. Now, if your mall has 100 stores in it, 98 of them are for women. Mm. Mm. And 50 of them are specifically for women. I think they should have a holding area for the guys. They like, do often. Sit around, smoke cigars, <laughs> chitty chat, there's sports on TV. I've and always they can th- wait for their wives. I've always thought that that there should be a, in the central area of a, of a, of a mall, a pub, right, yeah. right there in the middle. And all the guys, you go to the pub, honey. Yep, I'll see you right. in two hours yep, or whatever. That's right, and that's right. then, uh, then you could go with a girlfriend and maybe her husband would, and they could all go and be in the pub together. And the reason why I say... Maybe men hate shopping because there's no place for us to shop. Because I remember we I went to an outlet mall outside of Florence, Italy. 300 stores. At least 100 of those stores were for men. They were men's Yeah, but that's stores. Italy. Exactly. exactly. The men look amazing. Oh my God, oh my they look God, ridiculous. gorgeous. There was... Shoe store, men's shoe stores by the dozens. There was men, there was a one store that made not that had nothing but shirts, like like button down shirts, mm-hmm. and they would custom fit shirts for you. And there were suit stores, and there was t shirt shops, and there was uh, pants stores, and there was all kinds of stuff. And it was it was fun mm. because one of the problems that men have, and I know women do too, but men have I think more so, is you know you can't find the right size, you find the right size, can't find the right color. If you can't find the right color, you can't find the right price. And yes, I know every woman in the world is going, yes, we know, Sean. But at least for you guys, you can go to the next door or the next door or the next door. Whereas us, if we go to the mall and Tip Top doesn't have what we want, that's it. We're done. We, mm. we leave the mall. Now, there's no other place for very, very, very few places for mm. us to get clothes. See what you just said before about what the women would do? That just exhausts me. <laughs> that just makes me want to crawl under a rock. It certainly helped in Italy that A, the clothes were gorgeous. The, the the I've still got uh, three pairs of shoes I, I got there that are just beautiful shoes. Mm-hmm. I never wear them because I got nowhere to go in them. Um, but the, you know, the, they're very very stylish clothes. It also helps that there's these hot Italian girls going. You look lovely in that. You know? Well, why do you think they've got hot Italian girls? <laughs> That's not There's... not a dumb thing. That's smart. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely smart. Well, they should have hot guys in women's stores instead I, of I, these I... women trying to sell women clothing. <laughs> it's true. But I, I, I've often wondered if that's part of it because I had fun shopping that day. It was enjoyable shopping that day. You Be- like shopping, Sean? Admit I, it. I, I, no, no, I do. You do. I absolutely that's do. That's it. Bottom line. But- period. <laughs> okay. There's nothing to else to explain. Fine. I'm a giant girl. All right. Fine. 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 <laughs> I like um, here in Vancouver. Uh, um, oh my gosh! What's the mall on the way to the fair? The Royal Park Royal. Park Royal. I love Park Royal. Because on one side of it, especially, you can walk outside of the store to walk along a little path on a cobblestone street yeah. to go into the next store. Yeah. I like. You like the outdoor malls. I like outdoor malls. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, I have to find outdoor malls for you to go wandering around, and not indoor malls. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know 
why. I did, it's not like I, I like shopping because I, I go spend lots of money. I, I don't. I, I don't have. I don't have any money to spend. I just like walking around malls and and shopping. I okay. couldn't do it. I mean, once in a while, I would. I would do. I want to have money. I want to have money so I can spend it. Want to hear a horror story? I thought we just did. When my grandfather was <laughs> nice. <laughs> When my grandfather was young, he owned a roadside motel. My mother used to do the work around the motel for the family. The building was old and they had bad pipes, so visits from the plumber were a fairly regular occurrence. At one point, they had a clogged toilet after a guest checked out, so they called the plumber. The plumber came in with his bag of gear set to work. Clog was stubborn. After a few tries, he decided he needed to get the snake. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen a serious plumbing snake, but the big ones have a, are a sight to behold. This isn't a little crank auger. It's a full-on electrical powered snake with a big motor on the back and a little grubby claw on the end. So he fires up the snake and sends the metal coil down to the pipes with the claw closed, figuring whatever's down there, bump it a little bit, flush it, push it out, down the pipes until it clears. Doesn't happen. He keeps trying. Doesn't happen. Finally, in frustration, he twists the control to open the mechanical claw at the end of the coil, closes it on something, throws the motor in reverse, and starts to pull it back up. But now, a couple of members of the staff have gathered in the room to try and figure out what the hell he got flushed in the toilet. This giant machine couldn't remove. The motor is really straining. You know what that sound an electric motor makes when it's working really hard? The whole machine is struggling to pull whatever this is back up through the pipes and into the room. <sighs> Finally, after an extended wait, the object is slowly dragged, sopping wet, out of the toilet bowl. <sighs> it's a shower curtain. <laughs> A shower curtain? Who the heck has flushed a shower curtain down the toilet? The staff is dumbfounded. They're trying to figure out how this could have happened. It would be weird enough if the guests had ripped the shower curtain down and flushed it down the toilet, but the room shower curtain was still there. It would be even weirder if the guests had brought their own shower curtain to the motel and tried to flush it down. But it's clear it's one of the hotel's shower curtains. Did they try and steal the shower curtain? Leave it? Sorry, leave with it, then feel guilty and come back only to find that the shower curtain had already been replaced and then flush the shower curtain down the toilet to hide the evidence? While they're discussing this, the phone rings. The person on the other end is screaming, hysterical. It takes a few minutes for them to figure out. It's one of the housekeepers who's cleaning the rooms. After a few moments, they manage to get the story out of her. Well, the story was the snake had missed the clog entirely. Rather than spiraling down into the plumbing where it was intended to go, it had wound its way into the central line, then back up the pipes into the room next door. (laughs) Pull the shower. It spiraled its way up, out the toilet bowl, and then started flailing wildly around the next door bathroom like a Lovecraftian nightmare made of steel. Oh my God, I love it. Knocking things off of shelves and clattering furiously around the room. (laughs) Then, while the hapless hotel housekeeper watched in horror, a metal claw opened on the end of it and snagged the shower curtain. Ripped it off the bar ring by ring, <laughs> spun it around the room until it was coiled tightly around the cable, and dragged it back into the toilet that bowl. That is hilarious. <laughs> what a great story. The actual claw was never found. Oh, my God. Oh, she's probably terrified it was coming for her. Can you imagine? <laughs> the claw. Oh, my God. So there she is. Do, 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 do. Lucky she didn't have headphones on then turn around and see the shower curtain. I just, I read that, I read that to myself and just peed myself laughing. I just, That's a just, classic. The thought of this poor housekeeper seeing this claw comes up out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> 
just the mental image of that makes me almost wet myself laughing. It's just too funny for words. I know oh, what I was God. thinking of we should do. What? Well, um, we had gone into town and I had to work. And then um, later in the day, after the day, I went to get my hair done. And um, this will remind you is, is what, what being disconnected, not having your cell phone, losing your cell phone. And the, the yeah, but you can't tell people the story because someone might turn into a movie. We would get screwed. I know. So oh, I no. thought we were going to talk about that oh, though. God, is, no. is what what would happen? No. Okay, never mind. No, 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 no. Because no. I said that would be an interesting subject for DLT. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we mentioned that uh, my good friend uh, Susan Thayer, who with her her, uh, her hairy husband uh, Glenn, are wandering around. What's well, true? Poor it, Glenn. It um, you always call him Harry. What's true? He is. No, I'm going to meet Glenn one day and go, hi, Harry. I mean, Glenn. <laughs> um, Glenn and Susan are wandering around my home province of Nova Scotia. I was very happy for them. They went to the Split Crow Pub last night, one of my hangouts when I was a kid. So we said that, um, where was it? Uh, Susan said that she might have to stop listening to the show. She said, I can't help but every time I listen to DLTU at the end of the recording, after you say a cheery see ya, and Melissa chimes in with her melodic bye, I hear the podcast you just heard was recorded with anger. <laughs> it's such a juxtaposition of emotion. I'm not sure I can listen to another. I have no idea what, what, the, what she was talking about. Well, we were very confused. Well, it turns out our friend John Kalon points out he's, what they actually said. We don't know this. We don't listen to the show. Yeah. It act, at the end, at the end, there's an advertisement mm -hmm. that, that the anchor people put on the end of the podcast, mm -hmm. and it says this podcast was recorded in anchor. Mm -hmm. So Susan thought <laughs> with anchor, like, oh. that it's anchor. Thank yeah. you, John. So that's why last time we did the show, I said goodbye <laughs> because we didn't know that yet. I was trying to help Susan's perception that it was recorded in anger. Got an email from uh, Mike Polinsky of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thanks for your Mike. Uh, Mike thought we had missed an episode, but he just wanted to, to ask me about it. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Milwaukee. The uh, what is Milwaukee? Milwaukee is is uh, beer and uh, Harley motorcycles. Oh, that's what, that's what they're known for. Uh, where's it going to go with that one? There was another. The advice. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, didn't, Sarah, did, did Sarah, Sarah wants Sarah the advice. Really? She said you missed out on the advice section. That's, that's right. my favorite part. This is uh, this is for you, Sarah. <clears throat> my daughter, who is twenty six years old, <clears throat> excuse me, brought her best friend home for visit last weekend. Unless I'm mistaken, there were some sparks between the friend and me. What's the protocol for checking her interest? I don't want to ask my daughter for permission until I know the friend is interested. May I contact her directly? My wife and I are divorced. Dude. No, 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 move on, you jerk. She's not interested. You're old. You're an old fella thinking that there's sparks between you and your beautiful young girl that's your daughter's age. Fool. Look at the picture of me on the toilet. Look for that. Oh, my God. There was sparks. I know it. Like that is so sad. It's so male Sorry, too. It's just—it's oh, yeah. such a guy. She's thing. interested in me. I'm, I'm balding. I know, and I'm really gray, but she's interested. <laughs> that is such a guy thing to think. Okay, 
And even if, in fact, it was true, even if she was hot for you, you no. still can't. It's your daughter's best oh friend, dude. You cannot in any situation. No, no. Just move on. Move on. Yeah. Go on if a dating site or if something. If your daughter's 26, that means you're probably at least 46, yeah. most likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're 20. No. Sorry. No, oh, my God. That is you so sad. There's no protocol. Do I actually even write and ask advice on it? <laughs> like, really? There is no protocol. Do not do it. Mm-mm. Don't even mention this. She's to your... forgotten about you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's moved on. She might be a little bit flirty or or just a sweet girl that has a flirtatiousness, but no. <laughs> oh dear, 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 dear. You just the whole idea is is so typical of men mm-hmm. that that we think that I don't think a woman would ever think that. No. No. Dear Prudence, I live in a close-knit neighborhood. In October, my neighbor's 16-year-old daughter ran over my family's beloved cat. She was driving irresponsibly and texting, and she was horrified by what she'd done. I've tried not hating her. I've tried telling myself that there's always a risk that a cat allowed outdoors will be hit by a car. But I'm angry. The best thing for me now is to keep my distance from this girl and this family. The parents won't back off, though. Their daughter is traumatized, and they want me to comfort her. Let me read that again. They want me to comfort her, so you can see where I'm going to go with this. Mm-hmm. I don't have that in me. I think this girl is lucky she didn't strike and kill a person. Is it awful of me to not want to alleviate her emotional turmoil by speaking kindly to her? No, it's not wrong. It's not wrong at all. And you're angry, but you're also devastated. You've lost your beautiful family pet. And you don't have any responsibility other than to give yourself some time to get over this. You don't have to go near them. You have zero responsibility to this 16-year-old. I'm sorry. No. None. No. Let her suck it up yeah. and figure out, get past her her traumatization on her well, own. Can you imagine? She's a 16-year-old girl. She'll be completely like dramatic about it. And oh, you exactly. don't have to hate her. I don't think that, I mean, I know you might feel I'm okay right with now. you hating her, though. Well, you might feel hate right now, but you want to let that go after a while. That's not nice for you. I'm well, thinking about you. The hate doesn't feel good. Hate is not a good thing to hold on to. See, I disagree. I think I think. You can well, make, I know, I, but <laughs> I think you can make hate work for work for you. But in this case, no, you do not have any obligation to this 16 year old, to her family, to no. anybody except yourself. No. Absolutely. If, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. That's right. There's nothing wrong with the way you're feeling right now. Anger Absolutely at her. None. Even if you want to go so far as to, be, as to say hatred towards her. I completely understand that. I understand it, but I don't think you should hold on to it. I think you should. After a while, you will, it will go away. But these parents, you need to say, you need to go away. I'm not going to help your daughter. Yes, absolutely. I just got out of a financial romantic wreck. My boyfriend moved his mistress into my guest bedroom. My boyfriend moved his mistress into my guest bedroom. Well, she didn't know at the time. <clears throat> telling she... me she was a coworker who just needed a place to stay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, you're a doormat, lady. I, <gasps> if, if someone comes to me and says my coworker needs us, no, no, no. During this time, he sideswiped a fence while driving my car. His had stopped running, causing $2,000 in damage. When I found out the truth, I kicked them both out. Good for you. Good. She stole some clothing and electronics from me before leaving town. Oh. My ex refused to pay for the damage to my car. 
He called me last week accusing me of taking more than $10,000 in cash that his parents had given him to buy a new car. I told him he was out of his mind and hung up. He also left a lousy old couch at my place and refused to come pick it up. I asked him if he was ever going to haul it away, and he told me to throw it out. Well, while I was pushing it out to the curb, I found an envelope full of cash under <gasps> one of the cushions. I haven't told anyone what I found out. I heard from mutual friends that my ex now thinks his other girlfriend stole the money. Part of me wants to wait a few months, then use the cash to fix my car and celebrate. I hope that's a big part. I think that would be fair, given the pain and suffering they put me through, and they actually owe me more than that for the food and shelter I was conning into giving them. I really don't want to have any further contact with him. The only thing giving me pause is that this is technically his parents' money, and they were always kind to me. I used to consider myself a kind and generous person, but all this has made me very cynical. I can't tell anyone I know about the money, so I'm asking you. Does she spend the money? Yes. <laughs> Keep it. It's all good. His parents are fine. He's an asshole. She's a bitch. Take your 10000 and then it will stop you from being a, this bitter person that you've turned into that you're so worried about. You feel good. Go buy a nice, beautiful new dress and a sexy bra and some sexy underwear. That's what I think she should do. And fix her car. And her fence. And her, and her, and her, her, her fence. fence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, when I, when I first heard of doing uh, Don't Listen to Us, I thought what we'll do is we'll have two different sides of the coin. <laughs> this is my you know, cranky, cynical, radical empathy and my kind, sweet wife. Guess what, kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, you keep it. She says, the only thing giving me pause that is technically his parents' money. No, his parents gave it to him. Right. So it's his money it's now. It's his money. So if you're going to be, quote unquote, stealing the money, you are stealing the money. There's no doubt about that. You are stealing the money from him. Okay, we'll use right? the word steal. It is. It's his money. You're keeping it. That's stealing. That's okay. That's okay. I have no problem stealing Think of what from... he's stolen from her. Exactly. I have no problem stealing from people who are jerks. Yes. People who treat other people badly in such obvious ways. You moved your mistress into your ex-girlfriend's house, oh, you asshole. There's no shame. You are a complete and total asshole. Mm -hmm. So no, I've got no sympathy for him no, whatsoever. I think it's quite funny that he thinks it's his. his it's the ex. That's right. Exactly. That's quite funny. It shows how bad how bad the ex was. Exactly. But interestingly enough, and I don't often do this, <clears throat> I included uh, Dear Prudence's response, and Dear Prudence says, "Give the money back," because Dear Prudence says, um, "I think you would find it hard to live with yourself if you thought of the anguish that the ten thousand dollars his parents gave." Um, that they set aside for son to buy a replacement car is gone, even if their son's an unmitigated creep and a coward. If nothing else, think of how awful it would feel to lose the moral high ground if your ex ever learned that you'd found his money and took you to court over it. He sounds exactly the kind of guy who would do that. Is that a concern? No. How is he going to know? Well, he might find out. You know, whatever. I don't really see how. But let's say, let's say he, there's a possibility he might. Uh... I, the only way he can really find out is if you are, this is the, if you ever watched any kind of bank robbery movie, you always hear this, don't spend it all in one place. No, just little so bits. So don't drop 10,000 bucks on a brand new car. No, spend oh, it no. In, you, know, you know, fix your car, mm -hmm. but this is maybe more than people need to know about you and I. We've thought about this crime. Um, mm -hmm. Don't put the money in the bank account. 
No. Nope. Because that's, that's traceable. You keep it in the envelope. Keep it in an envelope. No, different envelope. Don't a use, different don't envelope. Use the same envelope. No. Uh, if you want, go to your version of Canadian Tire and buy, buy a fireproof safe. Yep. Put the money in that safe. Yep. And then spend it in very small increments over very long periods of time. That's right. Don't drop 10000 5000 bucks buying a, a new thing. Mm-hmm. Do it in small increments and, mm-hmm. and, and you'll be fine. I agree. We're awful people. Awful. No, I disagree. <laughs> what an awful, No, no, awful we're man. awful people and I'm okay with it. Yeah, sometimes I don't know if that's awful. There's retribution, yes. you know? It, that brings up, <clears throat> you always hear people talk about, oh, no, give it back to him. Karma will catch up. No, I'm his fucking karma. <laughs> right? This is karma right yes, here. Me yes. keeping your money is karma. Yes, that's right. That's right. Like, karma will take care yeah, of it. Yeah. We have the deers outside again. It's a beautiful sunny day here. It's, uh, it's uh, 10 minutes, 20 minutes to 12 on a Sunday morning. We have two young boys in our living room. We have to get out and take them to a beach somewhere. I think we're going to do that. Are we going to do that? Is that, is that the plan? Well, the high tide, the tide is coming in now. It's quarter to 12. The tide is so high and... Oh, never mind. Jeez, why did I do that? The high, high tide's not till six something. Is there a high, high a, tide? No, I mean like the peak of it. Oh, okay. I just don't like to be down there when it's low, low, low tide. Anyway, we're going to go. Folks, as always, send us emails to uh, dltu at yml.me. Please review the show on the iTunes store if you so choose. We appreciate you that if you did that. Tell your friends. uh, Link to us on Facebook. Do whatever you got to do. Let other folks know that you enjoyed the show. Uh, If you didn't enjoy the show, let us know. Uh, Email uh, dltu at yml.me. We want to hear from you guys. Tell us why you didn't enjoy it. Good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, Until next week, as always, I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. And you've been listening to Don't Listen to Us. See ya. Bye. Sure you want to do bye that way? You don't want to do the in anger? Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, Sean. Come on.